0: Welcome to episode 214 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Casale. Good evening. It is Monday night, September 25th, and myself and Matt and Ian are fresh off of comic convention weekends. We are so exhausted, we couldn't bother to come up with a podcast topic for tonight. So we reached out... Some exhaust nation.
1: Paul, I like how you say that we're fresh off conventions and we're exhausted. So we're f- we exhausted, exhausted and fresh.
2: Yeah, we're, we're we're rottenly fresh.
1: No, we're we're f- we're fresh off of them. We just
0: got off. The fact that we just got off is fresh.
2: Right. We are exhausted. But uh, right, from them. our demeanor is spoiled.
0: Right. Exhausted. I-
2: I like feel, the milk that I put in my coffee yeah. this morning after did being you gone. That is disgusting. It, yeah, oh, absolutely. I would not <laughs> make that up. It, it was one of those things where you put it in and it like curdles up the chunks. And uh, I was like, oh, God, did you drink it? Damn it. it? Absolutely That's not. That's
0: bad. That's like really bad. Didn't you smell it?
2: Um, no, I didn't. I just automatically just poured it in. I was tired. Uh, I was tired. So I just poured it in and it just like oh, bloop, bloop, bloop. Gross. Yeah, like dead bodies floating to the top of my coffee. Yeah, that's
1: more how I feel tonight. I feel like a dish rag tonight. Well,
2: it was only, like, I checked after, I was like, oh, no. It actually wasn't supposed to go bad until tomorrow, but it was bad. So, oh, well. RIP my coffee. We had a long,
0: exciting convention weekend, all three of us. We are back at the McSaw Studios tonight to bring you... A dealer's choice wheel episode of the McSauce podcast for those new listeners that we picked up over the weekend at Erie Comic-Con. Erie Comic-Con's first Comic-Con, which was done <laughs> really well. It's Maiden Voyage. It's Maiden Voyage. It was their first time out, and we're no strangers to cons. They did a great job. So any new listeners from Erie Comic-Con, tonight is what we call the dealy, cheely, Wheelie. The dealer's Choice Wheel. We asked McSauce Nation on social media earlier today, give us your questions. What do you want us to talk about? You want us to talk about Man of Steel, Sailor Moon, candy bars, horror movies? What do you want us to talk about? We're going to cover those topics tonight, but like every week, before we get into the, the breadth of the episode, we do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley.
2: I'd like to thank... Any new listener uh, tonight for tuning in and hitting subscribe on your chosen app. You can find the home of MixSauce at mixos.com. If you don't know, we do web comics, we do reviews of comic books, and we also have this podcast that you're listening to right now. Paul and myself have been doing the web comics since 2008. And we brought Matt along back in 2013, I believe it is. And we've been doing this podcast ever since then. Um, 200 plus episodes. And there's a lot of stuff that you can go back in the back catalog. If you go to mixauce. podcast. Dot you can check out all of the old episodes. Right now, the feed on Stitcher doesn't have all of them, but if you go to com, you can find all the oldies and goodies that stretch all the way back to the to the salad days of 2013. Why is it called salad days, by the way? I don't know. I've never heard that before in my life. You've never heard salad days? No, I've heard the dog days. Well, the dog days are... When you're beat, beaten down. The salad days are the early days. I guess because you get your salad first. Is that right? Yeah. That's why. I think we just cracked the code. Yeah, yeah. So, so What
1: are the soup days? Because those
2: come even before <laughs> the, the soup salad. soup days were like 2014 whenever we Do, were getting there. Does our, the soup
1: come before the salad? Yeah, soup comes before salad. I
2: don't, oh, oh, I don't know. That's when we were just thinking about doing the podcast. But com. You can also follow us on Facebook type in Mix sauce on Facebook you'll be taken to the fan page we also have a YouTube channel that we review different things mostly TV so type in MCSOSS on your YouTube search bar and we'll pop up there as well so. in the next few weeks
0: expect to see some The Strain finale series wrap up video reviews oh boy some, that means
2: i have to hurry up and watch like two seasons pretty quickly so we do that in like two weeks
0: <laughs> some rick and morty season three wrap-up reviews there's lots of uh fun stuff coming up on the youtube lots of fun stuff coming up in october like mixauce tober our staple four weeks of spooky creepy ooky halloween talk but before we get into mixauce tober we're going to do a little dealy, chee wheelie, some dealer's choice wheel tonight. Ian, what fine questions do we have on the wheel this evening?
2: All right. We got a lot of good responses from the lovely fans that are always there to react to us and tell us at a moment's notice silly things that we can put on our show. So um, one of the first ones that we have is uh, Teresa. She sent in. And happy birthday, Teresa. Today's her birthday, so happy birthday. Happy birthday, Teresa. Happy birthday. Um, do you think that a the Halloween costume you choose says something about who you are or who you want to be, or is it just for pure entertainment and laughs? Long-time fan Jason Kumpfmiller <laughs> asked, if if you were given the ability to suddenly be able to draw exactly like any artist... Which artist would you choose? Kelly would like us to rank our top three Walking Dead episodes. Jody Yurden, long-time fan and great podcaster himself. He wants a polynomics scale for DC's upcoming Doomsday Clock. Paul, what's polynomics for the new listeners?
0: Polynomics is our movie rating scale where we assign a number to our expectation and excitement
1: on a 10 point, on scale, a ten for point
0: scale no half measures no, no decimals you need to pick one number and believe me once you get into polynomics expectation and excitement are two very different
1: things
2: <laughs> Kenzie would like to know if we know if Professor X's wiener works Natalie asks which comic book characters would you invite to a halloween party halloween in, is in the air in an anticipation i had a lot of uh pumpkin beer no pumpkin coffee though i don't like pumpkin spice lattes
0: that's exactly what matt had three straight days this weekend in Erie.
2: did you yeah sue me <laughs> <laughs> and finally justin closes closes us out with a few uh questions if Man of Steel does happen with a different director and a more colorful approach, do you think a time jump is necessary for the transition? That's one question. Two, would you like to see more historic fiction from Marvel or DC, much in the vein of the Captain America, the first Avenger movie, World War II-centric, or the Wonder Woman, World War I?
0: What happened to our Sailor Moon transitions question?
2: Um, you know what? I don't have that because I don't think that you sent that over to me. So why don't you, do you have it? Do you want to, uh, Tiffany wanted us to rank the Sailor Moon transitions. So that's one that if we do happen to land on it, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to look it up. We'll also maybe try to post it on the Facebook page. Video, so that you can, video
0: component. Uh, you can find it on my Twitter. That's Gint underscore McSauce.
2: And Justin also has one last Based on level of intensity, are you this is't this is a callback to last episode. based on level of intensity, are you giving or taking the chocolate lobster? Is there a dark chocolate lobster variant? What is the chocolate lobster? Ian? you know uh, you know what, Matt, I think you're better equipped to handle that question. <laughs> I,
1: no, I'm really not because I actually forget what the chocolate lobster is from last
2: week. Paul, do you remember? I don't remember why we said chocolate lobster. Uh, it was it, some kind of sexual thing, so it, uh, yeah. we'll figure out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know what? If we land on it, ladies and gentlemen, we'll paint a picture in, in lobster for you. With, with detail <laughs> brushes. In lobster and strokes.
0: And chocolate. Maybe, maybe dark chocolate. Maybe That's what the fans ask for.
2: All right, so I guess we should probably spin the wheel. That is the last of the questions. Um, the wheel's big, and it's, it's a little bit further away. So, Matt, do you want to walk over and uh, yep. help us out here? Yep, I'm here already. All right. All right, here I go. Survey says. Survey says Kelly's question, which is rank the uh, top three Walking Dead episodes. So I guess what we'll probably do is just, you know, we can each give one that we really liked.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I've watched Walking Dead from the beginning, but I don't really have favorite episodes. There's certain moments that stand out to me. Uh... The first that pops into my mind is, uh, I guess it's from season two when Shane is shaving his head in uh, Herschel's Farms bathroom. Because this is the moment where Shane, our valiant hero up becomes until the this Punisher. Point, <laughs> becomes the bad guy of the series. Because uh, the creators of the show didn't realize John Bernthal had so much personality and character that people were going to like him.
2: Uh, yeah, is is John Bernthal the breakout character of The Walking Dead? The breakout star of The Walking Dead? No, that would be Norman Reedus. You think so? Oh yeah, I yeah, know. maybe. I, I'm. I guess I'm just going with um, volume of work post Walking Dead. Appearance. I, I guess Norman Reedus oh, can't, I really can't really I'm going do with,
1: anything. I'm going with volume of oh. wet panties.
2: Uh, and is, that, Reedus- is that how we measure breakout star? Um,
0: yeah. Like yes. uh,
2: gallons of excretion.
0: Well, you know, no, excretion. I, I like. <laughs> That's exactly it. I like the wet panty scale. But I also like Ian's point that for as, as hot as chicks are for Norman Reedus, he hasn't done anything since then. But I, I had seen John Bernthal in a couple things before The Walking Dead, and he's gone on to be in more things since. I think he's had just a pretty. Pretty standard career. He, but. Norman
1: Reedus is involved in some pretty high-profile video games. Well, he was involved. <laughs> he was involved games. in the new Silent Hill game that somehow got canceled. Uh, it looked like it was well on its way to being a thing, and at, at the last minute, the plug was pulled on it. And he's also now involved uh, in very naked fashion, ladies. Ooh. Get those panties ready. But he's involved in the Hideo Kojima. Oh, Game as you as you know, Paul, you're right, a big video so, so what real fan. work
0: is he doing?
1: Well, video games are real work. Video what, games are,
0: real things is he doing.
1: Paul, don't be dismissive. I'm gonna just be cause dismissive. you don't like it. Video games are like the biggest growing industry. Everything else is receding. Video games are still moving forward.
0: I don't think television or movies are receding.
1: Do, movies just had their worst summer in like twenty five years. It did pretty good.
0: And regardless of, like, like that's a, that's a tough line for re- receding. Like, movies are still the reason anybody knows anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there are collectors. Yo, you got me there. Uh, it's Yeah, it, it's a loose statement, but it's fucking true. Like, do you think anyone would know Ryan Gosling if he just did a couple video games? Oh, who, who here knows who Nolan North is?
2: I don't know who Nolan North do is. Do you know
0: who Nolan North is? Uh, yeah, he's a voice actor. He is a voice actor. I know him because he's one of the dads on Pretty Little Liars, and he happens to do a shit ton of video games. No one knows who Nolan North is unless you're a video game person. People well, know who Norman Reedus is, uh, you know, because there, cause he's there's, on because there's only show. like
1: 14 video game fans out there. I know you don't Matt, like you him. You know Paul what I mean. You know what I mean? Nolan Video North games are not. Did a voice in not the a Destiny franchise? Oh, he shit, did a he's... voice in Uncharted. Oh, you've, you've never, never heard of Uncharted?
0: What? You mean George Clooney or Matt Damon or Brian Gosling? Nolan oh, you're N- right. Nobody knows what that means
1: or who Nolan North is.
0: You know what I mean? Video games are not the career launching
1: platform that movies and TV still are. No, but they generate just as much money.
0: Right, but we're not talking about which genre makes more money. We're talking about what's going to put an actor into the stratosphere. It's not doing a voice on Destiny.
1: True. Well, okay, but I didn't realize we were talking about like the components of a movie or a video game, like the actors that are in them. I thought we were just talking general like ideas. You have the video games versus the movies. like. People know Call of Duty just as well as, <laughs> certainly better than they know Pretty Little Liars.
0: We were talking what makes an actor's career. With uh, what Norman made Reedus? John Bernthal's career versus Norman Reedus' career? Why do people know Norman Reedus? The from, answer is not going to be he was in a video game. From
1: The Walking Dead, granted. However, I guarantee when the Hideo Kojima game does finally come out, it's called Death Strand or something like that whenever it does come out it's going to be a big deal and it's going to be marketed with his fucking face all over everything same way kevin spacey's face was all over one of those call of duty games to sell it like they actually put the real actor on it as like a reason to
2: buy it my point with john bernthal it seems like he's having a (laughs) low-key pretty awesome summer he was in two pretty decent movies he was he had a little cameo in um in Baby Driver, and he also had a cameo in a underrated movie that I went to see, Wind River, with um oh that uh, looked pretty good. Yeah, w- with Hawkeye. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarlet Witch. It was actually really awesome, and John Bernthal cool. popped up in it, so he's he's having a great, a great year. John Bernthal's year having having a great
0: year. Uh, Norma Reedus is making the most of his Walking Dead time, but Norma Reedus can do this video game, right? And he'll get some video game fan okay. recognition. Okay, but if he's co-starring in the next Blade Runner or something, mm-hmm. his fame is going to be a lot different.
1: Granted, yeah, but he's still way bigger than John Bernthal. I mean, he's on way more T-shirts than John Bernthal. Walk into a hot topic, tell me how many John Bernthal shirts you see versus Norman right Readers. because they're
0: all Daryl Dixon shirts, not. Hideo Kenoki shirts.
1: No, but they will be.
0: They're not even like Scavenger from Voltron Legendary Defender shirts. Thank like, you for clarifying not the full his, title. His his video game shirts will never outweigh his
1: Daryl Dixon shirts. Agreed. He but,
0: like, but can't, he'll, I
1: can't believe you're arguing this. I, I don't know what the argument is. I mean, I'm just you're you're dismissing anything he does if it's not the walking dead. But you're, the you're reason embracing he's famous any, uh, is uh, because of The Walking Dead. Okay, that's fair. Same with John Pernthal.
2: I, I think it's a little bit different because he has a wider array of things that people well, know him for. This is
1: insane that we're arguing John Pernthal versus Norm Reyes. Norm Reyes was also in the Boondock Saints. Last I checked, kind of a big thing for fans. Big call he was, was, also, he was also
2: in Blade 2. Don't forget
1: that. In Blade 2. Also.
0: I forgot that, but Boondog Saints is a good. It's a good pull.
1: You're
2: right um, about that. So that episode where he Call shaves his head. Um <laughs> how or is there a uh since Daryl Dixon is the star of The Walking Dead, is there a episode that we like that features him?
1: No, I hate Daryl.
2: Okay. Cuz he's not a cause, character. Cuz he's
1: fake. He's a fake, he's a fake character
2: fake not character. from the comics.
1: I'm not a big fan of the show. I think the show really didn't fully capture the essence of the book. The book is known to be this really fast-paced, really heavy character story. And and I feel like the show is character-driven, but it's at a, a pace like a thousand times slower than the comic, and it's really hard to enjoy that. And the unnecessary changes that, from my perspective, basically all seem like changes not for the better. Uh, There was something that just worked about the comic book. But with that said, I I really liked the first episode because I felt like that was a pretty faithful recreation of the comic book. And um, I'm trying to think what was like really memorable, Paul. Like you said, man, it was mostly just moments. It wasn't specific episodes. Yeah, I
2: can't. One moment that I remember jumping out to me is it was like either the season finale or the mid-season finale when in the second or third season I think it was the second season where they go to the barn is it yes Sophia and they open up the barn and they and they find Sophia who's been missing all all season at that point so that's that's a moment that's pretty memorable um
0: Uh, I like when uh Eugene is watching uh Michael Cudlitz and Rosita have sex in the library
2: you would like that
0: it's good that's that's
2: memorable yeah that is
0: memorable um i like that they shot carl's eye out i wasn't sure they were gonna
2: do that yeah all the negan stuff has been really good i think negan
0: stuff's been really good all the governor stuff was horrible because it was completely different it was you know trying to make or just a straight up really great villain a sympathetic
2: character and it didn't work and even just a look of him i always felt the governor was like more danny trejo than, oh because mm-hmm. he
0: fucking was yeah he was
2: yeah like i think that would have been pretty cool if they would have been able to do that i think now with the popularity of the walking dead at this point and what they could probably pay out i think that they probably could have they I could think get trejo now when we
1: first see michonne show up on on the show that was pretty awesome she had the two zombies yeah. chained up uh Really cool, but yeah, there yeah are... it, the the show isn't really known for specific episodes. It's it's a kind of a like smaller moment kind of thing when it comes to memorability. Is that the is that a right? Is that the right word? Sure, memorableness. You know what? Uh,
0: add it to the McSauce lexicon.
2: Okay, memorableness. That's okay, a word. I- I think we might have sort of gave top three like some some moments there, in our general opinion of said property. So I guess we'll spin the wheel again. Paul, why don't you spin the wheel? All right, let all me, right. Let me let me get over there. All right, all right. Let's meet. What you're spinning? You're it? gonna spin it. Uh, yeah, I, I was getting go up to do it. it all so. right, go ahead. Yeah, let me. All right, let me give it a spin. Natalie's question Which comic book characters Would you invite to a Halloween party That's a good question I like that one
1: I wish I had a better answer prepared
0: Uh I can start Go go for it uh, How about Eel O'Brien Plastic Man Why is that Because he can be a variety
1: And why did of, you of <laughs> characters? Why did you start with his like alter ego
2: name that even me and Matt long time lifelong comic book readers were like what who you the fuck know that? you fucking Cause witty bitch you <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that
1: nobody knows that outta less outta here, people Paul. know that than they know Norman Reedus's next video game <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: plastic man i think would be a lot of fun be able to turn into a lot of different things maybe even Metamorpho for the same reason cuz he could be the fog mist on the spooky Halloween party ground. Yeah, I'm gonna go with some uh, some some shape changers. Some fun shape, shape changers. Not someone like Mr. Fantastic. Seems a little too stuffy for a fun Halloween party. Uh, yeah, I don't
2: think that he would sit around and, you know, be having a good time. He'd be too busy trying to jump mm. dimensions or something like but that.
0: But Rex Mason,
2: Metamorpho, and Eel O'Brien... Would be the life of the party. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with the character that I would most like to hang out with and drink a beer. I'm gonna go with Cassidy. He's <laughs> fucking super fun. Yeah, sure. He might drink somebody's blood, but he's. Not, I think he's, he's going be a like blast that though. to like, like hang out with.
0: Yeah, that's that's a. Well, if I just had to hang out and drink beers with any character, well, that's what it I, I absolutely do.
2: Absolutely, be be Cassidy. That's what I do at Halloween. Keeping the Hall- the
0: Halloween theme.
2: He could come as going. a vampire, like a straight-up Bella Lugosi-style vampire, or Count Jocula. You or just know. himself, because
0: he is a vampire.
2: Matt? Damn, I wish I was able to pull
1: something together in the time that you guys were talking. Uh, I don't really have a specific guy in mind. Like I'm trying to think who would be cool to just hang out with at a Halloween party, uh, and none of the guys that I'm coming up with are particularly... Halloween or scary themed although who are I don't you know. thinking of? I don't know like I think Spider-Man would be pretty fun to hang out with he'd make you laugh he's got a good sense of humor uh I think uh Hellboy actually has a pretty damn good sense of humor so he would maybe fit that bill a little yeah Hellboy there you go People wouldn't
0: necessarily know he wasn't in costume
1: that's right they might be a little frightened only to learn he's kind of a swell guy
0: um I was going to say, what about the guy that plays Jason, but that's not really the question. The question is characters, not actors. What's that Boy, guy's boy name? do you Matt? love
1: actors and alter egos. The guy that played Jason... Um, it's oh, not crap. Tyler Maine. No, no. But Tyler Maine was... wasn't he Jason sometimes? No, he was Michael Myers in the two Rob Zombie movies. What the hell is the guy's name that played Jason? It, he played him in like four movies um and he basically is kind of the guy that that owns that role i'm gonna have to look it up
0: maybe uh maybe freddy krueger would be fun providing i mean like he wasn't creeping into dreams and murdering i was gonna say
2: don't you have to take into account the personality of the character oh
1: how about
0: ash williams oh Uh, yeah i don't know (laughs) <laughs> as much as I love <laughs> Ash Williams, I feel like at a certain part of the night it'd be a little much to to corral. So <laughs> I feel
1: like something bad would happen to with him there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want that. I want a I want a fun ex- I want a fun enjoyable Halloween party. I don't want to kill demons or anything at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Did you find Jason's?
1: Um, Jason's actor? Not yet.
0: Jason, Michael Myers, not big talkers, probably just hang out by the keg. Not be a whole lot of fun. I think Freddy, though, your his pun game is going to be strong. He's going to be entertaining. I think he'd, he'd probably enjoy kicking back and not chasing someone through their worst nightmares for <laughs> a night.
2: All right, do we want to go to the next...
0: Can I spin the wheel? You can. Can I spin it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Here we go. It looks like it's Justin's first question. If Man of Steel does happen with a different director and a more colorful approach, do you think a time jump is necessary for the transition?
0: I do not. I think the DC extended universe can slowly graduate into a more colorful palette. I think by the time Man of Steel 2 comes out, we're going to have Uh, We're going to have Justice League and Aquaman out already. Um, There's still plenty of time for them to bump up some saturation for Aquaman. So by the time we get a Man of Steel 2, I think it could naturally fit as a brighter movie in that uh, universe. Um, And no, I I think it can take place right in... uh, Well... I don't know. I, th- I think it's gonna have to take place after Justice League Two. They're still doing a Justice League Two, yes? I believe so. Right? It seems like yep. uh, Justice League One is gonna be the coming of Steppenwolf, the the Dark Side emissary, the Silver Surfer to Dark Side's Galactus. I think if they you will.
2: Could, I think they could still say Justice League One is this dark and dour kind of deal. Maybe if they do a little bit of a reset. Set and course correction in the time in between Justice League movies, it might make yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I guess so.
2: Um, might get more people in the seats for a second one if they soured on the original Vision.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that Justice League's one and two would be pretty close to each other, and in, in in the timeline. And like I assume Superman's going to come back to life at the end of this, this Justice League movie. He's going to take time gonna take some time to reacclimate become the superman we want so that's why i would say in the timeline of the dcu that it should take place after justice league 2 and it uh i don't i don't know what the timeline for making those movies would be yeah so um but i i don't think you need to do a a flashback or a flash forward with superman i think you can tell it Right around the same time, it doesn't have to, like I've said before, it doesn't have to be a big world at stake story. Maybe something between Justice League 1 and Justice League 2 is some, you know, he just needs to save Metropolis. Lex is up to something, Bizarro shows up, Metallo attacks, plenty of uh, quiet, more personal Superman stories that can be told between the big Justice League bookends for Man of Steel 2. Do gentlemen have any thoughts?
1: Well, uh, first of all, uh, Jason's name is Kane Hodder. That was Damn the main it, actor. I knew with an H. Yeah, I knew, I knew that too. I, I couldn't remember the first name though. Uh, but for Superman, Paul, is there a specific comic book storyline that you feel like would uh, kind of capture those smaller moments that you're talking about or a particular story that might have Metallo and Lex Luthor up to his shenanigans uh
0: my number one go-to superman story is the animated series bizarro story Mm -hmm. lex gets superman's dna he creates his own hero savior of metropolis and eventually it devolves into a you know murderous psychopath i think it could be a really interesting take on superman really different story um I think you can also kind of work the same angle with Metallo, where Lex is Lex is reaching out, finding different ways to try to take on Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he empowers Metallo with a kryptonite heart. That's how he he goes after Superman. You could do a Lex is the figurehead. He sends out some. He sends out Parasite and Metallo. It doesn't have to be a big, you know, huge Earth-saving story. It can just be. Hey, you know, the Lex is, you know, the machinations behind the evil being done. Sending, you know, Parasite Metallo out after Lex, after Jimmy, Superman needs to, you know, be in two places at once. How does Superman deal with it? It can be a more character piece about who who Superman is. We still get to see him do big action stuff. Uh we get to see him fight people. It can be a smaller story. So there's plenty to be done out there with Superman. Use Henry Cavill. He's got it in him.
1: Please do not waste this great actor. Ian, is there a specific story that for Superman that you think of, or not really?
2: No, not really. I'm not a Superman fan, so I, I think that the ideas that Paul has behind building a better Superman movie are probably the right ones. So.
1: Well, my favorite Superman story was the death of Superman and the subsequent kind of like the reign of the Superman and all that stuff. But I don't think they're going to go in the reign of the Superman territory, but seeing the death of Superman already translated on screen, it was pretty loosely based on it. And it, while it was kind of cool to see it for me, I, you know, I am not one of these people that hates Batman V Superman. Mm -hmm. I do hate the title though. Why isn't it Batman versus Superman?
2: I know.
1: Uh, like it's just so cool to why v- isn't it
2: world's finest
1: yeah, yeah really um dc is just really bad at naming shit like seriously batman begins was the title of a movie for real that's the
2: dumbest title i think i've ever heard well <laughs> the dark knight rises is pretty stupid too <laughs> you know like the dark be I don't think that you can have The Dark Knight and then The Dark Knight Rises. It's just dumb. Like I don't hate that
1: one yeah. nearly as much as Batman Begins. I, Batman Begins sounds like it was the the code name for the movie before they gave it a real title. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I, See, I, I go the opposite way. I, I don't dislike Batman Begins all that much. Would I have preferred Batman Year One? Sure. That seems like the natural fit. Would I have preferred Nightfall? You know. Yes. How about the,
1: Batman Forever? That might be the worst one of all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That that one is pretty Batman bad.
1: Batman Forever. <laughs> forever. I forgot how dumb of a title that was. I guess when you're 15 you don't really think about it that much, but damn that sucks.
2: Superman 4: The Quest for Peace? Yeah,
1: well, That's at least not it awesome. was Yeah, no, but terrible subtitle, but at least it was Superman IV. 4. Yeah. So, <sighs> Outside of those, uh, there was a story called The Death of Clark Kent that I really liked. Uh, I, I honestly don't really remember the details. It was probably in the mid-90s that I read it, and it, it went through all the different Superman books. I I remember liking it. It was a deal where basically Superman had to have Clark Kent disappear yeah. and go off the grid, and I think he had to basically take his family with him um, for whatever reason. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, there really isn't a standout Superman story. Maybe, like, Superman for all seasons. I, I didn't even finish Birthright, which I liked to a degree. I'm probably going to kick myself after this episode thinking yeah. what I missed. But, like, to answer Justin's question, do they need to do a time jump? No, not no, definitely not. I just think they need to change the tone, get a new director that mm-hmm. that is more about story than spectacle and, and the rest will take care of itself. Superman is an icon. He's an enduring character for a reason. You just need to understand that and, and not lose yourself in spectacle. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. And brighten that shit up. Much,
0: much like the walking dead. And I'm, I'm a Superman fan. I love the character. I have a ton of Superman stories. Um, I don't, Think much like The Walking Dead. I don't think there are really particular stories, but there are bits and pieces of all of those stories that are really standouts. Mm -hmm. Um, The death of Superman isn't a great story, but the death of Superman is a great part of that story. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Birthright gets a little long at times, but the core dilemma of what should Superman's role be in like world protection mm-hmm. dealing with, you know, governments, Superman's American and, and all that stuff. There are different parts of Superman's, you know, Superman's history that are great, but it's not like, you know, you look at Batman and you're like, Oh, you know, dark Knight, you know, court of owls, Tim Burton, Batman story. Like there's tons of media to pull from. There's tons of comics to pull from, but Superman's a little
1: bit looser.
2: All right. Uh, Matt, do you want to spin spin that wheel? Yeah,
1: I want to. Give me a second to walk over.
2: Big fan of the show, Kenzie's question, is an important one. Yes, it works. Next. Do we know if Professor X's wiener works?
1: Well, as we all know, Professor X is wheelchair-bound, meaning he does not have the use of his legs. So I would argue that the easy answer is yes, it works. He can use his mind to make it work. But why can't he do that with his legs, then? Well, he,
0: he technically can.
1: He just che- he's too lazy to do that.
0: Well, he we've seen him do a lot bigger things than just making his legs work. I mean, but can he also make? All right, let's say he doesn't have use of his penis. Can he also telepathically make his penis feel? Does his telepathy work? Like I, he could probably I don't get think in
2: telepathy like, works like that, right?
0: If he's fucking somebody. He can get into their mind and heighten their sexual experience. Can he do that for himself?
2: I don't think so. Right? Uh, I mean, I he can travel wouldn't... to the to the astral plane where things are like intangible. But I, I don't know. I don't. I think wouldn't he could, think so either. He could like mind fuck himself.
1: <laughs> mind over splatter.
2: Uh, oh, Matt, you're fucking disgusting. That's, that's <laughs> well, not the episode actually, title, that's disgusting. <laughs> the, uh, the correct answer is no, because Professor X is dead. So, no, it doesn't work. He's yeah, it sounds like there's dead. a
1: lot of finality to that one, Ian. Well, is is do we know dead if, if
0: he years? was... If it was his legs, if it's waist down, is it just his legs? Does well, his usually, still work? The
1: way it works, from what I understand... Is that th- a paraplegic has no function from the waist down, including their wiener? So, like in real life, if they want to have sex with somebody, they have to like take Viagra to make their dick hard. So they that have way no they-
2: control over it, right? Yes. right. So. But- from time to time, it can. This is this well. They is, have no control. But yeah. like,
1: if you take Viagra, that'll do it. Right, and then because you can... it
2: thins your blood out and it rushes down to your dick.
1: Okay. Does that make
0: Professor X the most selfless hero if he's able, if he's able to heighten someone else, if if he's able to heighten his partner's sexual experience, but not his own? He's he's well. That's not selfless. Going through, he can't do it, right? But he's still going through the motions to make sure his partner is getting the best experience of their life, even though he he can't feel or use his shit. I'm
2: is sure he he's the having greatest hero. I'm sure he's having. He, there's some sadness. Man, is this going to offend the disabled <laughs> community um, by our lack of knowledge? A um. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some satisfaction that he's getting out of, you know, either... Out of someone else's tele- satisfaction. Tele- can, yeah. Well, aren't there situations where you can provide satisfaction that you don't necessarily get satisfaction? does yeah. that happen for yeah. everyone?
0: A- absolutely. Absolutely. But the question from Kenzie is specifically is about work. what's ha- yeah, what's happening... With Professor X's dick, like, is he getting that satisfaction? I like how we don't even
1: address if he can pee. It's just, <laughs> it's all sex all <laughs> right? the time.
2: Well, I feel like here that at the
1: was... McSex comic book podcast, yeah.
2: I feel like that was the question. Like, is is Professor X boning? like yay or nay
1: telekinetically. Who? Has he had girlfriends he's in had the comics? Fucking crazy yeah. He was married he's to that Shiar. That she he's had, queen. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, always, Lil yeah, He's yeah. always
2: fucking. But sometimes he's on his feet, though. You know? So who knows?
1: Maybe that's when his wiener is working. He's like, you know what? I need to get me some. And he's got a little pep in his step. But he,
2: he was fucking Moira, right? From. Uh, befo- but that was, Island. that was before. Well, he, that in was the com- before the accident. In the comic, I think he was fucking her when he was in the chair, too. Really? I believe so. so I haven't his read shit all, all the X-Men. What's that? His shit still works. I think the stories were in the sixties and seventies, so they weren't explicit. But maybe I don't know. Hmm. I'm, big. I'm gonna vote yes. It works. He also uh, he also could be dating somebody and not having intercourse with his penis.
0: It works enough to get the job done. The job being a variety, of quotation marks of what, the job is.
2: I think he he's probably a master, um, a master. Uh, in he's the, the best
0: telepath it, in the world. Right, yeah, of yeah. Thoughts. I mean, he's a master. He's,
2: yeah, he's making chicks come all over the place. So <laughs> he just, could, just he can make Matt come right now. Right. With good, just his mind. Good thing he's not in the room. All right, let's spin it again. Matt, you you want to spin it? You say
1: that like I'm the biggest challenge in the world. Like nothing can make me come.
0: (laughs) That's not how I meant it, but I love that that's how it was interpreted. (laughs) (laughs) I challenge any McSauce listener to (laughs) make make Matt
2: come.
1: All right, Ian, are you going to spin?
2: Jesus, I guess. it's tiffany's question which sailor moon transition is the best so we
0: know tiffany and tiffany is a huge sailor moon file sailor moon enthusiast sailor enthusiast sailor Sailor moon enthusiast sailor moon uh big sailor moon fan and uh there's a little jab at the McSauce podcast getting us to delve into something we're not familiar with, but you know what, Tiffany? We did. We delved into it. We delved into this uh, two-minute trailer of all the... Two minutes, the, 48 uh, seconds, Paul. Two minutes, 48 seconds. We delved into the Sailor Moon transitions. Everyone listening, if you're not familiar with, uh, with Sailor Moon, you can... Go on to Twitter, you can hashtag McSauce Podcast, and you're going to find the YouTube link in my feed, Gint underscore McSauce, you'll find it in there, you can watch it with us. And it takes us through all of the, the sailors' transitions, is that what they're all called? I, all those hot Japanese schoolgirl. anime chicks?
1: I don't know what they're called, but...
0: I think they're all they're all sailors. They're all okay because they're all sailor something. Um, I think this video shot its load right out of the gate. The first one there. The first one is Sailor Moon. She is the namesake of the show. She gets a longer transition. I guess what happens? They go from regular, hot, sexy Japanese schoolgirl to galactical hot, sexy Japanese schoolgirl, they get some bows, they get some skirts, some ribbons, they get some bangs yeah, and, headpiece. and stuff in their hair. They definitely they get, get headpieces. They get they headpieces. Like
2: their...
1: Kind of like a crown type of thing.
0: Yeah, They They'll all kinda... have their
2: individual sailor
0: symbols. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, as much as I like Sailor Venus, I think Sailor Venus is the she's nakedest the most in her transition Mm -hmm. um i'm still i'm still gonna hop on sailor moon uh you get a really you get a really great butt shot of sailor moon before she gets her skirt uh it's it's the it's the longest it's the most detailed it's the the attention was the most paid to it and if you're gonna fuck one of those sailors come on of course it's gonna be sailor moon
1: yeah, you like that?
0: I like the it. Thing. I also like Sailor
1: Mars. I like all the fire. It's hot. I, see I yeah. liked was it uh Sailor um Jupiter, the one with the lightning? Oh, I thought that lightning fuck. was exceptionally cool looking. And that, that kinda was my favorite visual outside of the uh the juice. I really, I
0: really, uh, visually, I really like Sailor Mars the way it was kind of like a tornado of fire around her at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm partial to any of the sailors that have long hair.
2: See, I'm going to go with even going against that trend. I'm going to go with Sailor Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you.
0: That doesn't even (laughs) exist. That wasn't even on there. Just because it flows right off the tongue? (laughs) It doesn't. Sailor Uranus. Sailor Uranus. I like That's it. That's how it wants to flow.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. How how has got dare uh aerokinesis and fucking uh sword combat. So Sailor Uranus all the way. Can I see Sailor Uranus? Yeah, I just showed you. Is that a
0: real thing? I just showed you. did I fucking make that up? I don't know, man. That looks like fan art. Sailor I don't think Sailor Uranus is That's not even a No Pluto's not a planet anymore, I'm sorry.
2: Neither is the moon. Sailor Uranus
0: son? Well, Earth Sailor is apparently some dude named Tuxedo Mask. So, oh. who the fuck knows what's happening in the Sailor universe, the Sailorverse? Mhm. But man, the anime cranked up to 11 the sound effects. Hi! <laughs> the big
1: lines behind the lots stuff. of chimes and and, and bling
0: swing ching.
1: Yeah, lo- lots a lot of, the- of bling swing and ching. <laughs>
0: Lots of that
1: stuff.
2: Yep. Like, yeah, it's but, like you're at a casino. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, thanks so much for uh, bring bring us a little knowledge of the the sailor universe. I'm gonna watch some more videos once Ian and Matt
2: leave tonight. The, Pants optional. Yeah, sailor ejaculate. <laughs> All right, right. we spin in the wheel again? Can you get your hands out of your pants, Paul? Can I spin it? Yep. All right, here we go.
0: Sailor ejaculate, (laughs) what's the matter with
2: you? Oh, I'm sorry. You're ranking them by fuckability. Hey, it's Jody Yurden's question. He wants to know the polynomic scale for DC's upcoming Doomsday Clock event. Ian, tell us. Well, why
1: don't we review what the Doomsday Clock is? Matt, do you remember? Well, it's, I believe, where the... Um, the DC Rebirth, where they basically abolished the old kind of, like, new DC universe, the new 52 Mm -hmm. in favor of a kind of a back to basics returning characters to what they were before the new 52, which lasted about five years. And, um, as a storytelling device to make it kind of make sense why things changed and, characters kind of feel like something's different but they don't really know why. Well, apparently there is a a master pulling the strings and is responsible for this and that is none other than Watchman's own Dr. Manhattan. He so,
2: of the bare blue penis.
1: That's the one. That's the one.
2: He's he, doesn't he camp out on Mars with Sailor Mars?
1: Yeah, I feel like there should be a a Dr. Manhattan Sailor Moon crossover it would
2: just be long dong like change scene <laughs> transition scene Bling, penis swing just, Ching. <laughs> the penis just it swings and hits the camera um, all that blue goo so does anyway so what's that at, does it come blue
1: in the very first DC rebirth issue uh, what was that about a year and a half ago yes they uh, at the very end of that issue, they reveal, holy shit, Dr. Manhattan's behind this. And then we go a year and a half without a peep. Well, finally, this fall or this winter, so somewhere coming up in the next couple months, they're gonna basically get into the story and and I don't I am I wrong that Dr. Manhattan's kind of the antagonist here? Superman is the the main, hero of Mm. the story and it's really his conflict is am i getting
2: this right yeah i think so right paul
0: yeah as much as we know so far it's written by jeff johns who's kind of the the head of the dc comics landscape the last last so many years um since 2009 really and uh it's Dr. Manhattan has been manipulating the DC timeline since the start of Rebirth. And Superman will be the protagonist for the story. Even though Batman and The Flash are the characters that have stumbled across why things are wrong and exactly how things are wrong. They're the ones that have the famous Watchman button, the smiley face button with the, the blood drop on it. So, while it's while Superman's going to be the main hero, it's going to be a DC story. We're going to see a lot of Justice League heroes. We're going to see a lot of you know classic DC characters. A lot of classic Watchmen characters also are going to pop up. They've had different ads so far over the last couple months with um, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman's logos, and Rorschach's mask. Uh, some gifts. Going from the you know Rorschach test of his mask and then they morph into the hero's logos. Um, but no one really knows what the story's gonna be about. What makes me a little cautious is that Jeff Johns and Jeff Johns, the writer, Gary Frank the artist, have both said that in the current political climate of the world, that's this is a story that they really needed to tell um i'll you know society has inspired them to get into telling the story and it's a story that means a lot to both of them from it's it's very heartfelt so on one hand i just want a really good superhero story uh i don't necessarily i like i didn't really like watchmen I think Watchmen can be its own thing. I don't think it needs tied into the to the DC universe. So that's a that's a negative right there for me. And the second one is, like, I don't want any current political shit getting involved in my enjoyment of superhero comic books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if they're in like I'm a big dummy, so there may be some underlying political currents in the story that I don't even pick up on. Which would be absolutely fine. Uh, hopefully, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank don't aren't heavy-handed with it. They don't handle them over the top. They're very subtle. I can read this as a DC story, and it's just a really fun event. Okay. So as far as polynomics go, assigning a number two expectation and excitement. Everything I've heard so far, I've I. I I gotta go fives, double fives. Fifty five, the old Larry Murphy, the old Nicholas Lidstrom. The if old you're, if
2: you're hockey fans. The old Joey Porter. The
0: old
1: Joey the PZ. Porter. Peasy
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm not really sure. I can't excited think of any, any other fifty
1: fives. Nicholas Cronwall.
2: Arthur Was Mates. Junior Sayale
0: fifty five? Mm hmm.
1: Him too.
2: Uh uh Dikembe Motombo, I think, was fifty five. Of course he was. How
0: was that not your first example?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. So if if we're gonna
0: get a good a good comic book story, no matter what the political or societal undertones are, I'm really on board. But from what I've heard so far, it's kind of a passion project coming out of these guys, and I'm afraid it's not going to be in service of the characters or the company that they work for.
1: What do you guys think? Paul I I have to agree with everything that you said although I don't agree with the numbers I I think you're being generous I think that going in I remember Jeff Johns was I don't know it sounded like a it was a little uncharacteristically egotistical the way that he was talking about it as he was being interviewed when the project was first announced, like almost like I've earned the right to do this story. And it's like, when you start saying shit like that, you're starting to say I'm bigger and more important than these characters. And I'm nervous that this isn't going to do the characters justice. Uh, Particularly because like you said, Paul, the Watchmen don't really even belong in the DC universe. It kind of should have just been its own thing when they revealed that it's linked to the DC universe. And that's why things are different. Again, it's, it's trying to explain things that don't need explaining. When are we going to learn that some things are just better off left unsaid? I don't know how many times DC has to try to justify their goofy ass comic book continuity. And when are they going to realize you can't, explain comic book continuity away unless you're okay with aging things in real time and letting heroes die and then new heroes take their place but we're not going to do that to batman superman wonder woman etc so with that said i'm interested to see what a character like dr manhattan would be like going up against Superman, which may be completely misguided on my part. That's sort of what I expect. And if it's that, then I'm mildly interested. So I'd say my excitement there is about a three. My expectation's probably about that. So I'm going to go with three, three, double threes. Bam Morris.
2: Oh, look out. Oh, Zorli Zlapsky. Richard Huntley. Zygmunt Palfi, Scotty Pippin. I think that's it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah i i love I love Gary Frank's artwork. Uh, I love a lot of what Jeff Johns has done, but I think they may be overstepping. Uh, it also, like, I, I don't really like the Watchmen characters. I like the characters they're based off of um you know i like captain adam and the question like i like the i like um blue beetle the charleston characters that they're they're based off of and dc already has those characters they already exist so you know like i i, I don't get it and like i, I never really like Dr. Manhattan is such a weird fucking character. Such a just fucking head case all about the universe and everything. Does Jeff Johns really know what Alan Moore was trying to get at when he was writing Dr. Manhattan?
1: I don't know, Paul, but I have another uh, another sports star for my 33, and this one's going to take the Did cake. you just look it up? Yeah, because I wasn't You're sure. Piece of
2: shit. This doesn't count. <laughs> it, it counts
1: because I had to verify it. I, I was pretty sure. Al Daniel Chara was also 33. Al Bundy. Polkai, 33. Never forget. That's right, he was. Never forget. Ian, what are your scores for this? Um, your polynomics?
2: I haven't really been buying a lot of DC comics lately. Or I did... any
0: comics lately.
2: Um, I read comic books. Do you? What's yeah. the last comic you read? Last comic I read was a BPRD comic. I forget which one it was. It was on Comicsology. Um, doesn't count. Doesn't count because it was digital. Mm-hmm. No, it counts. Yeah. That's a good book. The, yeah, what happened I, in
1: it?
0: Where are you at in the uh, uh, Hell on
2: Earth? I'm arc? I'm way way back. Hmm. Um, it was one of the first times that Hellboy went out on. Oh a fuck! Mission. You're still
0: reading Hellboy. Um, Hell on earth
2: but it was like BPRD in one of the like one of the, BPRD in a year like oh. the the year was associated with oh, it oh
0: i know oh i know what you're talking about
2: and uh i Those also are good books. yeah i also read uh, just a pilgrim by garth Ennis i read that it was like right after or during the end of preacher where he was doing some uh he was he was really feeling out his uh Wild West thing, and it was a post-apocalyptic future where the sun burned up all the water, and people were traveling through the mountains of the Atlantic Ocean and Pacific Ocean to try to find more water. And it, it was bananas. It's a great uh, theme, but the actual story was just nuts.
0: Did you read? <clears throat> Did you watch the Preacher season finale?
2: I didn't. I'm a little bit behind. So, but uh, getting back to the question. Um, I don't read a ton of DC Comics anymore. I was intrigued last year whenever they had the uh, the story that, that involved Dr. Manhattan. I, I do, unlike both of you, I do like the Watchmen universe and the characters. I liked all the... No, no, no. I,
1: I'm, it's not that I don't like it. Yeah. I just don't think it belongs mixed in with the regular DCU. It, it's a period piece, basically, yeah. and I don't see the point in bringing it in.
2: Well, the DC Universe always has had the multiverse, and not always, I guess they got rid of it, but the multiverse is part of the DC Universe, and I always sort of take it as another world and another possibility of the DC Universe mm-hmm. that could have possibly happened. I thought it was kind of inventive to have to add the Watchmen into the mix and have it be something old but still feel fresh to readers. Um, but all that said... I don't know how this story is going to pan out, especially, Paul, since you mentioned that they're looking to tie in political leanings and things like that. Um, I don't know if I need any of that shit. Yeah, like,
0: I don't think it's going to be, like, a direct you know, like Trump thing. But I think just the, I think it's going to be more of a state of the world right now.
2: Yeah. And in fairness to the Watchmen, that's kind of where a lot of that inspiration was taken from it was the state of yeah. the world in in the early 80s mid 80s um but i don't know i'm not super thrilled i i kind of could care less about superman and i i i don't know probably i'll give him an uh a bam morris as well 33 i'm not super pumped i'll probably get the first issue and see how it goes from there so matt wheel
1: I can do that, Paul. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Here we go. This will be our last spin of the night. Big spin. This is a big one. Did you see how hard I spun it?
0: Your face got red. You came a little bit
2: or a lot. Holy.
1: Smokes. Well, that, apparently holy, holy we found smokes. we found the one thing that can make me come. <laughs> spinning a wheel.
2: Not Professor X. <laughs> We got Teresa's question. Do you think that the Halloween costume that you choose says something about who you are, who you want to be, or is it just for pure entertainment and laughs? It's weird. Like, I hate dressing up for Halloween. So does that mean that I I hate I hate myself and I hate entertainment and laughs?
0: I also hate it, but this is a this is appropriate for this year because I decided to let my hair grow out since last last November. Right, I think but I, not for I, this costume. I started now. letting it, no, not for the costume, but I just figured I'm getting old. I may not have a lot of it up there. This may be my last chance to let it grow out a little bit. But I'm fucking tired of it. It's long, it's in the way, it's like all up in my shit all the time. So I figured for the last hurrah
1: and that nothing to say nothing about how it looks. Which is fantastic. It feels
2: softer than it looks. Not that I've ever touched it, folks. How would you know if, it's what it feels like, though? People talk. You guys just came back from a weekend where you spent a lot of time together. We did share Nay, a room together. a room. Mm-hmm. Possibly a bed. Definitely a bed.
1: <laughs> or oh, a We woke up like in planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> with my hand between two pillows, but they weren't pillows. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've I've been I've had a beard for a long time. I've been letting my hair grow out. So this, like, right, I'm at my wits' end with this long hair. So I decide, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cut it until after Halloween. And for this year's Halloween, I'm gonna be Jesus.
2: So, so that yeah, that definitely speaks to who you want to be because you're a fucking egomaniac who thinks he's. God's gift to the world I'm and could ab- possibly only save us by martyring himself. Is that right? Martyring or martyrizing? Martyring. Mar- martyring. I'm absolutely I like martyrizing.
0: the son of my own universe. Uh yes. So Yeah, I I I think that <laughs> that question's oddly appropriate for this year. Well, but normally I hate dressing up. I don't dress up. I try to avoid it. Just just let me fucking be. I'm not a cosplayer. I'm not a fucking dress-up guy. Just let me wear a fucking t-shirt and jeans and just get out of here. The year I was most I happy
2: to dress up in my adult life was the year that you went as Han Solo and I was Lando. That yep. felt nice and appropriate, fucking low-stakes costume, a cape, right. a blue shirt, black slacks, done, and, and a fucking awesome, smooth attitude, <laughs> which already comes with this package.
0: Matt, what do you think? Are you trying to are you trying to augment yourself? Are you trying to make a statement with your Halloween costumes? You're a costume guy. You've been you've done some elaborate things.
1: What have I done that was elaborate? You had a costume change. I did the one like and only a co- few years ago. Nobody does that, but I did that. Women did that. You were like
0: Lady Gaga or Madonna. Or Cher Yeah, right, but I wasn't performing. Madonna
1: I came to uh, Paul. it Was your party actually? Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I was Peter Parker, not. Don't get that confused with um, Spider Man. I was Peter Parker, the photographer, and I believe I was just wearing regular street clothes. But under like my button-down yeah. shirt, I had on a Spider Man. I, I think it was the black Spider Man shirt. So I was like fucking. You Google had a Peter camera. Parker. I had a camera wrapped mm-hmm. around my neck. But then I had found... You had found... a Daily Bugle press pass? I don't think I had that. You did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. you
1: hooked it up, man. Huh. I don't even remember that. But... um, And I, gla- I was wearing glasses. Like, I kind of parted my hair. Normally, it's sticking straight up. But I parted my hair. But uh, then I did the costume change. You want to know why? Because I found I was at Target that day... And I found – because everything was on clearance because it was, like, on Halloween or the day before. Maybe it was after Halloween, actually. And I found this one-piece, you know, those, like, one-piece thing. People usually are green and yeah. they wear them. Well, I yeah. found one that was, like, the shape of a skeleton. I thought that was hilarious. So I thought it would be fun to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I did it. Um, last year, I went as a vampire. I had the uh, the contact lenses, which I was – pretty happy with uh yeah oh and i put makeup on my face i learned what contouring <laughs> is did you know what contouring is chicks do it all the time they like put darker makeup around like angles on their face yeah. to make it look structured i did that on myself when i was a vampire that's why i looked so fucking sexy
0: sexy vampire
1: look out, ladies. edward over here ward he sparkled but uh but no, I would say that I I didn't do any of these things because I wanted to be, you know, a Leotard skeleton or a photographer for the Daily Bugle.
0: More like a retard skeleton. Oh.
1: Uh, <laughs> a retard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I think it's just fun to do it now. I will say that this year, I don't think I'm actually gonna do it, but I have discovered these silicone masks online that you can get uh from different websites and Ian, what are you drawing?
2: I'm just doodling aren't okay they, I thought you were
1: aren't they expensive? They're very expensive. They are like starting at three hundred dollars but they're so real looking. You put them on and, and they're fragile from what I understand. You can rip them kind of easily, which is part of what makes them so believable because they move with your face so well. Mm-hmm. So when you put it on and you speak, the mouth will move just the way it does when you, when you speak, it's not like wearing uh, a latex mask, which is, it really doesn't move. Mm. Um, and they look so real, like you can kind of like scr- scrunch up your nose, and then you look even meaner. And um, they are awesome, and I want one so bad, but I, I don't think I can bring myself to shell out three hundred dollars for yeah, a one a time party. Well, that's what, a lot what, of money. What, to what I, would emote. it be? Uh, well, there's different ones. Like there's there's really creepy ones. I saw this one. It's just a little girl head, but you throw that on a man's body. Or my
2: body. Where did you find and
1: these,
2: Matt? What are these masks Just called? look
1: up silicone masks.
2: Are they like? Um, look
1: it up on YouTube because then you can actually see it. Are they in... like celebrity masks? Some are, but but normally they're like monster, like maybe a demon or something like that. They're they're freaking awesome. I'll show this you after the show. The first show. thing that popped
2: up. That's
1: <laughs> a vagina. That is a vagina. I haven't seen that mask yet, and I don't know if those lips are like- the same. Si- that looks like those.
2: the And you can emote through the clitoris.
0: That looks like the monster from Stranger Things season 1.
2: Cool.
1: But anyway, uh, I would do that not because I want to have a vagina face, but just because I think it would be great fun. So, Teresa, no, I don't think you're actually becoming somebody that you wish you were unless you're cosplaying as Deadpool because I feel like when those passionate fans put on Re-otards. that Real retards. When, the, when they put on those retards they become the person that... Their inner person that they're finally letting out for the world to see. They, you know... And, unfortunately, I have to see it. But Yeah,
0: there's, abso- there's absolutely a release for people in costuming and Halloween costumes and cosplay that, you know, just is freeing in a certain way, but like since i like, i i've never like, since i was a teenager i guess like i just don't need to i don't need to dress up i don't yeah, like it it's I, I always i gave up on it's always that too much work like just let ago. me go
1: well that drink some beer i hear what you're saying but that's time. the cool thing about those silicone masks so yeah. you just throw the mask on and it looks amazing it looks better than anybody else's costume yeah. well
0: that's a big expenditure though It's like 300 bucks I realize that Yeah, I'm not And you you can't just wear like a jeans and t-shirt with But you could With an awesome Frankenstein mask You would be go.
1: Okay, so like let's say you buy the red demon mask You wear like a suit over it It would look kind of cool You're still going to wear a suit You don't normally wear a suit
0: I don't want to do anything different
1: For okay. Halloween
0: than I normally do Okay, fair enough I don't like being bullied Fair enough Wearing different costumes I don't need to wear A costume into it. to feel different Like somebody
1: slaps your face Until you put on yeah, a costume I fucking hate it's it It's
0: peer pressure man If I didn't If I didn't have this hair right now I wouldn't even bother Going to get Jesus robes. <laughs> That's gonna do it For tonight's episode Of the McSauce Podcast Thanks to everyone For Submitting questions For to- Submitting topics For tonight's Dealers Choice Wheel we really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to all new listeners for tuning in tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions, comments, if you want to review us on iTunes, if you just want to say, hey, I wasn't crazy about that. Maybe you need to do this different. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us. Let us know. We are open to the public to tell you, hmm, we don't agree with that. Go fuck yourself.
1: Oh, come on. That's not true. <laughs>
0: Not really. We are very open with with the public, with our fans. Uh, so please get in touch with us. Uh, we love to hear from you. That's going to do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley.
1: Matt Casale.
0: We'll see you next time.